1: Joining us right now, it is Pat Aaron in for the Big Dog. Jason Cole, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us today. No problem. What's going on? Uh, Just uh, looking forward to talking a little football with you. Listen, what do you think about HBO's decision to pick our Buccaneers for Hard Knocks this year?
0: I think it's an interesting team. I mean, this is a team that's going to make the playoffs, or I'm not not going to make the playoffs, but is going to be contending for the playoffs. Certainly going to be right there. You've got an ascending quarterback who's an interesting personality. This may be the first time in a while that – Regular player uh, like Jameis Winston becomes a focal point of hard knocks. It's usually you know the guys who are fighting for that last roster spot. This may be the exception of rules. So I think there's you know that I'm really looking forward to see if they can develop something out of that with Jameis. Uh, and again, this is a young team. It's a, I think it's going to be a fun team. I, I you know I, I not that I think a lot about what. Um, HBO Hard Knocks does with this, but I actually, this one caught me and said, yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, and Warren Sapp kind of took it a step further. He said that he thought the Bucks were boring other than Jameis Winston, but there's plenty more storylines around this football team, don't you think?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see something develop with Mike Evans, but I don't think Mike Evans is necessarily the kind of personality that's going to show up on an HBO show. Mm-hmm. That's this is This is about trying to capture you know, the emotion and the intensity of going through training camp and established veterans don't really have that kind of angst that plays out on HBO, if that makes sense. So uh, I I think it, it becomes forced with veterans. With younger guys who are fighting for a spot, this is perfect TV drama.
1: And it's weird. This might be the first time, like, the kicker battle will be interesting.
0: Yeah, although I'm, I think if Jason Light has his way, it's not going to be interesting because yeah. it's going to bring up again and again uh, the level of pick that they used on Aguayo, particularly if, and if he fails. That's going to reflect badly on the on the organization. They're not going to like that if that if that is
1: the storyline that plays out. Not at all. Bleacher Report, Jason Cole. Jason Cole joining us right now. Jason, uh, we're finding out Alabama linebacker Ruben Foster apparently failed a drug test at the combine. How much do you think that hurts him next week?
0: A lot. Yeah. I mean, like drugs in and of themselves. You know, failing a test like that is not. You know, failing a test or even a couple of tests in college is not that big a deal to most um, NFL people. It, you know, they understand, you know, that a, a very strong percentage, whether that's 30, 40, 80, whatever percent it is, uh, use, use recreational drugs in the NFL. What you wonder about is, does a guy who knows he's going to be tested have the ability to control – that you know you didn't smoke in advance of coming to take a test when you know you're gonna be tested in the spring. Uh, you know, these are scheduled tests. So Foster now walks in uh and basically in step one of the of the NFL drug policy as he tr test it randomly. And if you couldn't control that going into a scheduled test when you knew you were going to be tested, what's gonna happen During the season, and are are you all of a sudden going to be Marcel Darius where you're suspended for four games and eight games and, you know, whatever it happens to be, and are you going to be available? So, yeah, I think this affects
1: him quite a bit. It's a great point, and a guy who has completely different issues, but a lot of them at that, Joe Mixon. Where are you on Joe Mixon? I mean, we all know he's a first-round talent, but if you're an NFL GM, how early are you ready to take that guy?
0: Fifth round. Wow. Maybe. I mean, I, look, that video is, that video is ugly. Yeah. It's extraordinarily ugly. You're going to take that and you're going to have that video play out on national television uh, and then on your local affiliates as you're trying to sell tickets and, you know, get people inspired to watch your team. Um, you know, the people that talk about him going to the second round, I'm not saying he's not – you know, Cincinnati might do it because, you know, Mike Brown doesn't really care and he's the owner of the team. And if the owner of the team doesn't care, then things happen like that. Maybe, uh, Kansas City does it because they just made it work with Tyreek Hill and they need a running back. And maybe Indianapolis does it because they desperately need a running back and they're in a smaller market. And Chris Ballard, uh, is, um, you know, just was in Kansas City and, and, you know, was part of the group that drafted Tyreek Hill. So I think one of those teams may do this. They may do it as early in the second round. If it was me, you know, I can go find another running back um, who I don't have to worry about um, creating this kind of mess in my organization. And in a sport where look, dealing with distractions is already hard enough when they're normal distractions
1: yeah i couldn't agree with you more and for me i think you'd agree wouldn't you say when when the draft is as deep at the position as this draft is you'd almost be crazy to go with a guy that has these kind of red
0: flags well again it depends on where you're drafting him yeah. again in the second round i just kind of look and go i'm not sure uh and there are an awful lot of people who have interviewed this guy who say you know, he does not get it and he He's saying the right things, but he doesn't really mean it. That's how, that's how they interpret it. Now, there are other people who say he's done very well in interviews, and I think that's a matter of <laughs> do you need a running back or not, whether you want to believe him or not. I think there's a certain amount of convenience that goes to this. But again, I think he's done, uh, you know, this is something that's going to create a massive distraction for your team. And I can tell you this. I was told by one owner back at the NFL owners' meetings, and by another executive from another team if you've ever been through having to deal with the blowback from a domestic violence case you will never have one again
1: yeah and you'd, you'd hope you'd help more guys think that way all right one more before we let you go we got about a minute left here apparently Deshaun Kaiser thinks he has Tom Brady's brain and Cam Newton's body is he just making himself sound silly at this point
0: well confidence is a good thing yeah um, <laughs> I yeah, uh, you know, Deshaun Cousins is a very bright young man and has a lot going for him. The people that talk about him and you know, talk about his business acumen and the things he's thinking about in the future, you know, very smart. Um, and he's a big strapping young lad. There's no question about that. Anybody you know, who's stood next to him can you know, see he's a big dude. Uh, you might want to just make a team first, though. <laughs> just, just make a team. That's, that's how you might want to look at this
1: first. He's Jason Cole from Bleach Report. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Cole Jason, really appreciate really appreciate your time and your insight today. Thanks for joining us.
0: No problem. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, Jason. Jason.